Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The whole student loan bailout. Maybe our problem is too many people are going to college. More on that in just a second. Wow, how interesting, because I just came across the uh, headline also in the journal, the $670 billion college industrial complex is under threat from online school. Oh, I, you know, I was hoping that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that MOOCs, the, uh, the online college thing, was just going to really revel. I've been waiting for this. Because I don't want my kids, if they go to college, to pay the ridiculous prices. And I've been waiting for this this whole online thing to completely upend the, the cost thing. But so far, it is not. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of college, turns out about 40% of, uh, 40% of people regret their college major. Um, it's uh, heavily weighted toward humanities and arts, almost half regret their major and you know depends on what perspective you look at it from but if almost half of people who've enrolled in a program say that was a mistake i mean can you imagine what the the google rating would be for that or you know the this number of stars on amazon or what have you right you would never buy that product no no absolutely not half of the people said this sucks yeah so um, i want to hear more of this but uh, I wonder how much of it is like 
the really the definition of regret like that was a terrible idea or or, or how many of them are you know i just got older and my interests are different than they were then and uh, you know if i had to do it over again because i think that's where i am i don't think i made a bad decision at the time but if i were doing it again now i would do it differently yeah, well, maybe. Um, although and I, think I think some it's... of them are just flat out stupid. It's a ridiculous thing to waste your time and money on Major X. I think. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to figure out. It doesn't say how recently those people graduated. That seems to be rather an important factor. But journalism sucks these days. Anyway. Uh, in second place, right behind at 46% or so is social and behavioral sciences. Um, your, your, your fake gender studies and then ethnic studies and just the social sciences, please. You can learn everything you need to know in, you know, a few afternoons of reading. But <laughs> Honestly. I'll, bet it, I'll bet it feels good to be part of that community while you're in college, though. Oh, absolutely. But then you get out saddled with that and you find out you have knowledge that not only is useless, but it annoys the hell out of anybody you try to tell. Uh, interestingly, uh, uh, a little over 40% of people who get vocational and technical training wish they'd done something different. What percent? Uh, just over 40. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's, that's an interesting clap back. Maybe maybe just about uh, half of people just all regret what they decided to do when they were made their decision at age 17. Yeah, it's more heavily weighted. I mean, the top two are humanities and arts, social and behavioral sciences. It isn't a huge gap, though. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, just I don't like this as much as I thought I would. <laughs> is is a fairly common right. expression yeah. that human beings have. On the other hand, the least uh, regretted, uh, in the 20s is engineering, and in second place, computer and information sciences, although that's almost a third of people regret that. So very but, specific skill set that, that, that prepares you for a very specific job. Of course, that's what Votech is. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, well, you there is an, an inevitable uh, 20% or so, I would say, of people who say, um, I don't like this as much as I thought I would. Or, turns out this is not what I want to do. Uh, which is fine. Make that decision. Don't live your life miserably. Move on. Do something else. Um, but it's, I mean, if you were looking at this bar graph, here it is. I can turn my computer. It's uh, like twice as, almost, no, it is twice as many people in humanities and arts as in, for instance, engineering. Yeah, that's a tough one though, and you do have to make a living. That always needs to be the backdrop of all these discussions. You have to earn, you have to earn a living somehow. So yeah. whether or not you uh, kind of regret it, uh, are you are you able to make a living? Because that's that's the whole goal. Like I had a friend; he's one of the smartest people I've ever known. He had a PhD in a specific kind of biology, and he really hated the track he was on in his life. But he just felt like it was he's way too invested to go a different direction at that point. Um, he felt like, and, uh, he just was tired of it. He, it was something he was really interested in and he just got tired of it. You know, be a very specific thing for how many decades do you want to, right? So I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, and I think the other part of this, and we're going to get into it, is that um, a lot of programs in colleges are merely the cush, you don't learn anything, you stay in a fancy dorm, you drink and get high and, and, and fornicate, and then you get a piece of paper at the end, even though you've hardly learned a damn thing. And that's allegedly your entree into the upper crust of American society. Um, and I think people come out with a fair amount of debt and realize they haven't learned a damn thing worth using, and they realize that they've kind of been had. They have their diploma at least sometimes. Boy, the people who never get the diploma and just get the debt, that's such a sad thing. I've known some of those people. But yeah, I think they get to the end and realize, wow, I've been had. So how how many jobs, I keep coming across this, how many jobs in the modern world do you need to have a college degree to get? And if you know the answer to that, maybe text us 415-295-KFTC. I've read a couple of different articles talking about how we need to do away with that, that it's become a thing. I haven't applied for a job in, like, 30 years, and I, and, and, and I was a disc jockey, so nobody ever asked me for a college degree. But but I understand it's fairly common now to, to need to have a college degree, even if it's got nothing to do with the job you're about to take. And I feel like that that's part of the whole college industrial complex is that people that went to college and prize college are saying we'll only hire people that also went to college, even if it has nothing in particular to do with what you're right. doing. So that's what the ticket is to the upper crust, because those things don't match up, those things you said. Statistics show, studies show, people are coming out of college not learning anything. Well, then why? It, but statistics also show you have a much lower uh, unemployment rate. You're going to make a lot more money over your lifetime. Those things don't match up. If you're not learning anything, why are you so much more employable and earn so much money? Only really if we've decided that's actually like the golden ticket. We're not going to hire you unless you have a college degree. We don't care if you learned anything. It's just a thing we do here. Yeah. Theoretically, well, you know, let me say this. I I think the elite of our society, and we're both pro-learning and and pro-education, but the elite of our society have managed to infuse the culture with an idea that if you don't go to college, you're either kind of a dummy or you're a work-with-your-hands sort or something, but you're certainly not a I-use-my-brain-to-make-a-living type. That doesn't fit with the reality at all. Oh, I know, I know, but it is uh, without question a cultural assumption. Mm-hmm. I think with people who don't think about it, think that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I've got to admit that it's kind of even infected me to some extent. When I think about it, I think no, that's ridiculous. How yeah. oh, brilliant yeah. people who didn't go to college. Oh yeah, but, I have to talk myself out of it. Oh, and I know lots of young people that went to college and are doing just the most mundane of things right now. And I think what oh, what, yeah. what did that benefit you? Um. Uh, but anyway, what I'm going to say, though, is that the gigantic multi-billion dollar, it's, it's two-thirds of a trillion dollar college industrial complex, has, and they own the media and government and education, obviously. They have spent the last you know, half a century communicating that very thing. If you don't have a college degree, you're probably a dummy, and right. probably we shouldn't, a company shouldn't even look at you. So you've got uh, three kids, work age kids. Do, 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 do they run into that a lot? You have to have a college degree to to get a job. Uh, I would have to ask. I don't. Um, I two keep, of them no. One of them definitely yes. I keep reading that, and I don't think that was true when we were younger. But then again, I was applying for disc jockey jobs. Um, that seems like an odd thing. If they've if if a lot of companies have just decided that's kind of a thing, we need to uh, 
you know, we need to, we need your social security number, we need your name, we need your address, and we need to know that you went to college. Yeah, yeah. I well, again, two of my kids are working in jobs where the answer would be no. If, if you're capable and and show up and you're smart, they're fine with you. Um, but one of them definitely needed a college degree. But you know, it depends. Varies field to field. The point is, it should not be ubiquitous. It should well, not be an assumption everywhere. No, it should vary field to field. I'm perfectly fine with that. Obviously, I would like I would like doctors to have a medical degree. I'm a big proponent of that. But uh, just the blanket, you have a college degree in something to do a cubicle job here? Ah, that's not helping the world, I don't think at all. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. But resist, we must. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Jack, I was brought up to compete fairly. To compete hard, but uh, within the the bounds of the rules. Sportsmanship, very important in my family. My dad was often my baseball coach, and he was a stickler for sportsmanship. I'm not that big a chess fan, but I hate a cheater. How do you cheat at chess anyway? Well, that's the essence of this story. Brought this up earlier, but there are new developments, including Elon Musk's comment on the story. Of all the scandals that have rocked the world of elite chess in recent years, this right. might be the most notable and bizarre. I missed those, but... Uh... <laughs> the rumors that a 19-year-old grandmaster used artificial intelligence and... Mm, I really... Um, I'm uncomfortable with the actual term for the device he's alleged to have used. Can we just call them vibrating hiney beads? All right, let's put that aside for just a second. Um, well, no, you don't put them aside. You put them inside. You're misunderstanding how they so work. I happen to know that the current world chess number one is Magnus Carlsen because I actually kind of follow chess a little bit, and I always had yeah. since I was a little kid. Like, I remember when Garry Kasparov was the guy, and, uh, you know, I don't know why I'm always into chess, but the, the, the current top guy just got the coolest name ever. Magnus Carlsen. And, and he well, dresses cool and wears sunglasses all the time. Well, this 19-year-old from San Francisco, Hans Niemann, beat Carlson last week. Wow. And chess fans are speculating that an accomplice watching the match uh, in St. Louis used a chess program to determine the perfect move, then sent encoded instructions via the vibrating HBs. So he had a vibrating device up inside him that they could, like, Allegedly. Tickle his prostate if you need to move your rook or something oh, like that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Or one buzz for left, two buzzes for right. I don't know how it worked. I'm not good at chess. And, frankly, I've not spent a lot of time thinking about how one might instruct someone in chess through their hind end. So, I don't know. Uh, Neiman has vehemently denied cheating on this occasion. Critics note that his rating, his ELO rating... Is his, or is it his ELO rating, which is based on how well he can sing, you know, Turn to Stone and the other, their other great hits of the 70s. Uh, no, his ELO rating, which gauges the strength of chess players, shot up an unprecedented amount in recent days. Further, he admitted cheating during an online game when he was 12 years old. I'm not sure what you do as a 12-year-old proves anything at all. You cheated an online chess when you were 12. All right. How he cheated was one of his friends 
brought over an iPad loaded with a chess engine program that offered the most likely route to win, that person was off camera in this online tournament. Um, and so he's admitted to that. Okay. Uh, and he was probably playing at a pretty high competitive level, even as a 12 year old. So that's, that's full, that's real cheating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but but who so who unearthed this? I mean, how did this come to light? There, where the sun don't shine. Um, I'm not sure precisely. That's a heck of a claim. Did Carlson come up with this? You know why I lost? He's got a vibrating <laughs> uh, chess indicator up inside him. What? No, I'm sure of it. Let's see. Um, uh, d- 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 Magnus uh, Carlson walked out of the sin, the, the, what do you call it, cup after he was beaten in the third round, prompting online speculation that he suspected foul play. Um, so he, he stomped out. Magnus would never withdraw from a tournament in a million years, said this other chess champion. Uh, he just doesn't do that. He's the ultimate competitor. He's a world champion. He wouldn't do this unless he strongly believes Hans is cheating with a very strong conviction. So Magnus stomped out. The other guy kind of walked funny with his feet like this. <laughs> it was so bizarre. <laughs> and so grotesque. So grotesque. Um, I'm looking for the... What was the origin of this particular theory? I mean, this is a long article. Too long. <laughs> Nobody cares this much. Um, <laughs> no, no. It goes into the history of cheating at chess. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, and I would not read this were this not one of the great scientific geniuses of our time or any other who happens to be the richest man on Earth. In a since-deleted tweet, Elon Musk tweeted an adapted version of a quote by the philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer, writing, quote, Talent hits... (laughs) Oh, I'm never going to get through this. (sighs) I am not going to get through this. This is our wackiest, richest person ever. Oh, beyond compare. Yeah, yeah. Talent hits a target no one else can hit. (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry child i'm gonna try to get through this talent hits a target no one else can hit genius hits a target no one else can see because it's in your butt Elon <laughs> Musk, if you need him. <laughs> and he deleted that tweet, so he woke up at some point and thought, ah, I shouldn't have tweeted that. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Who knows? Maybe the 19-year-old chess master reached out to him or something. Because um, it's in your butt. <laughs> now you know why I can hardly get through that. Oh, that's, that's funny. The, that's the greatest scientific genius of our time with that blast. <laughs> I like that quote, though. Talent hits a target no one else can hit. Genius hits a target no one else can see. And then that unfortunate post-text, right, which will not be repeated on this show, sir. So as a guy, like, he'd be sitting there staring at the chessboard, and then all of a sudden he'd go, (laughs) and then move his uh, queen over one spot. Everybody keeps thinking, was that my phone that was? What was, what was that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Little too much. 
Easy, I got it, I got it. <laughs> I heard you the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but again, the young man denies it vehemently. Okay, well then. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you tired of gulping down the lying filth of the mainstream media? Yeah, we are too. We try to tell you the truth every single day. Gulping down lying filth. Wow. Nobody wants to sound dumb. Our goal is to help you not sound dumb. We'll inform you, and it'll be fun at the same time. You have to choose between entertainment and information. Combine them both with the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Four episodes available every day via the iHeartRadio app or wherever you download your podcasts. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I forewarn you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Kind of hot to trot for this ballot harvesting issue. It so stinks of corruption. Stinks of the corruption I grew up with in Chicagoland, where it was just known that the dead were voting and, and the elderly or infirm were having votes cast for them and that sort of thing. <clears throat> so since I grew up with it, the idea that, oh, we're just honestly gathering bushels full of uh, sincere votes and just bringing them in to be helpful, I mean, it's just hilarious to me. And ballot harvesting is illegal in a lot of states, most states, I think. Um, but Cal Unicornia, of course, is uh, leading the way to make it as easy as possible. So this is the actual how-to from the Democratic Socialists of America. Ballot harvesting. They call it ballot delivery. Uh, da, da, da. This is the Los Angeles branch, although I think this is the national website I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, 
So here's how to. And before, well, I don't know. How do we structure this? Yeah, I'll just dive into it. Uh, one, confirm strong candidate support. If voting for the other candidate, thank them and move on. So you're not under obligation. Uh, you know, if it's Smith and Jones uh, running and Smith is the socialist choice, and I say, yeah, I'm voting for Jones, they're not, not obligated to turn in my ballot, and that's fine. Um, but uh, have you received your ballot already? Great. Will you find it, please? Mm. So you, So you're standing there in person... In their home, probably, in this scenario. And saying, oh, great, find it for me, please, would you? Will you vote now? God, you're you're such a different sort of person than me. Uh, You're not coming in my home, period. And then you're certainly not going to say, could you find your ballot for me? No, find it whenever I feel like. Get the frig out of my home. I'm just just so not the sort of person that's going to have this happen to me. Right, right. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I almost brought that up in advance. Don't, That's what I was What are you deciding. doing in my house? I got well, things see, to do. I'll do it when I get to it. Get the hell out of here. I agree. And for you, this is not an issue. <laughs> no, but it's just so weird to me. It's hard to kind of put myself in the place of these people and, like, get inside their heads. So here's where I'm going to go with what I was going to go with in the intro. You have to understand that there are huge swaths of humanity who are very easily intimidated. If somebody with a firm tone of voice tells them what to do, they will do it. That's why electioneering is illegal. You can't campaign at a polling place because you will have an undue influence on people and or it makes intimidation too easy. Electioneering or, you know, polling place pushiness is strictly illegal. It's 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 everybody agrees on it. Even though that whole food and drink thing is a phony effort to get electioneering going, as we covered at the time. They're trying to deny you a drink of water and wine. <laughs> oh, you lying liars. The idea being, you know, the, uh, the union could show up handing out waters and saying, remember to vote for Jones. <laughs> no one 36. Well, right, it'd be impossible to police all of that. Mm-hmm. So once you allow electioneering, it goes crazy. So anyway, but why is that so illegal? Because people can be intimidated or duped or lied to or whatever into changing their vote at the moment of voting, and that's too dangerous. But if it's some goon showing up, and whether it's through persuasion or intimidation, uh, uh, misinformation, outright fraud, is right there in the person's kitchen, influencing their vote and using one of those many means to get the vote. So, getting back to the instructions. So, uh, great, will you find the ballot, please? Come on, it'll just take a minute. These are the actual instructions. Will you vote now? Ask at least three times. If they refuse, ask at least three times. Wow! Again, I've got to I've got to try to strip away my entire personality to try to get in the head of people who would be susceptible to this and think. I guess they would go along at some point. Well, right, exactly, and yes, you you do need to do that because <laughs> it's it's clearly you know part of our electoral system. Um, you're supposed to say uh, candidate X is in line with all the values in our voter guide, and we need your help to change this city. 
I want to make sure that your ballot, this is the script, I want to make sure that your ballot doesn't get lost in the mail or in the city bureaucracy. If we fill it out together right now, there's an official place to sign it over to me, and I can bring it to the city directly either today or first thing tomorrow morning. Then... Step four, once you've successfully filled out the ballot using our voter guide, please ensure you place all of the ballot pages in the envelope provided. Have the voter fill out the red box on the right side with their signature date and voter's address. You will fill out the top portion with your signature name and under relationship to the voter, write volunteer. Once you've collected the ballot, congratulations. We're one step closer to ensuring we change Los Angeles for the better. Then they tell you how to turn it in. So strictly illegal in every district in America to pressure people at a polling place, but completely completely lawful in progressive quadrants of the country to go into their home and do it and then collect bags full of ballots from an apartment complex, say. And, of course, every single one of those ballots will be painstakingly checked for their signature and everything else, right? Yeah, maybe. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, that's ballot something. harvesting, folks. That's interesting. Yep, and again, this is straight from the uh, Democratic Socialists of America website. Yeah, and um, I mean, there, there's proof that this sort of thing would work. That there are personalities that go for this sort of thing, based on uh, everything we know about, um, you know, the the robocalls where they try to convince you to give them your bank account information. Obviously, sure. that works enough to the tune of billions of dollars. That, you know, it's the same sort of personality, I would assume. Well, in the first place they go, riddle me this. Why do you suppose this is? The first place they go is old folks' homes, retirement homes, care homes. Yeah. Where the people are legit voters, but very easily flummoxed and, and intimidated. I was thinking about political leanings yesterday. So the a park near my house, they're going to, there's a sign there saying we're going to uh, rebuild the park or something like that, you know, uh, fill out this survey. I'm kind of curious on it, and I clicked on the little thing. Everything now has got the little symbol on there, and you... Yeah, the QR code. You click on it, and I see these on, uh, like, telephone poles where it says, click here to learn more about something, and I think, how do I know what this is that I'm not just, <laughs> you know, opening up my phone to the Russians, the Chinese, whoever. You, you haven't even told me what this is. I wonder how often that works on people. But anyway, this one... uh had uh, all the earmarks of being legit, and it, it certainly seemed to be. But anyway, so it opened up the survey about the park thing, and it was going through, you know, this park structure is uh, 23 years old and does not meet current ADA requirements, so we are going to spend however many millions of dollars to rebuild the play structure. Would you like it to be like this or this or this or this or this or this or this? Anyway, I was just thinking my natural inclination, and this is a political thing, I guess this is conservative versus progressive, I would assume that some people that lean more progressive, their um, uh, initial feeling is things are going to get better. Because my initial feeling is that things are going to get worse. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I told my son, I said, you know, my, my guess would be things, it's going to be worse than it is currently. And that's just the way I approach these things. It's the opposite of progressive. My assumption is that whatever they do is going to be worse than what we've got now. What do you call mm-hmm. that? Is there a name for that? Is that just being, is it beyond conservative to to, uh, (laughs) reactionary? Am I that? I just assume, because that's my life experience, that most of the time they, they, they tear down something that was perfectly okay and replace it with something I like less. That's my life experience. you got to learn to scream, this is my truth. This is my truth. 
because nobody's allowed to argue with you after you do that. And it just it just occurred to me that that's the way I feel about anything that the government's getting involved in. If if they're redoing an intersection, I assume, based on my life experience, it's going to be worse than it is now because that's usually what happens. Not always, mm. but usually. Okay, yeah, intersections. they're going to eliminate a lane and put bike lanes there. I know, I've seen oh. it over and over again. Oh, see, that's the difference between me living in a conservative county and you in a very progressive place. Because I'm thinking intersections. I think you may be a maniac. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I assume they're going to tear down this play structure that my kids have enjoyed for a decade now and replace it with something not quite as good, but meets all kinds of different regulations and theories about learning and et cetera, et cetera. All it is is a flat surface so with a rubberized surface, so if anybody falls down standing still on the flat surface, they'll be padded and won't be injured. This is the new <laughs> playground, kids. Enjoy yourselves carefully. Carefully. No running, please. So in the comments section, I uh, I said, I've been coming to this park nearly every day, which is true, for a decade. And I know how many kids play on this playground equipment. And I'll be interested to compare it to how many kids play in the playground equipment when it's replaced. Because I, I have a real good uh, experience with this thing. And it's going to be kind of fun to watch if two years from now, if it's kids are enjoying it the same way, or if all of a sudden it's a, because I know there, I know of parks. Boy, I know a bunch of different parks where they have playground structures. I've never seen a kid on ever because yeah. they're just not very fun. They're just not fun. They might meet all kinds of different government requirements for Disabilities Act or safety or carcinogens or whatever, but there ain't no kids playing on that because it just ain't right. fun. Yeah, I love those websites that show old-timey uh, playground equipment in the U.S. And, and currently in most other countries because most other countries don't have our liability system. Right. Our, our attorney-driven paranoid liability system. And, and their kids still learn to mitigate, to, to handle risk, to mitigate risk, to decide how much risk is worth it for them, and to learn that stuff. Not in America. That's why we're raising a nation of veal calves. And it's funny on all, they gave you options on all these different things. And my son, my 10 year old, was picking mostly the traditional stuff, just like his old man. I don't know if it's genetic or if it's from living with me or what, but if it gave you like these new modern swings that I can't even figure out what they are that have all these safety harnesses and things, or just the plain old traditional swing back and forth with a bar across the top of you, he chose the traditional kind. Um, These newly designed swings, they swing a foot forward and a foot backward because any more than that, you'll generate too much speed. It's dangerous. Well, yeah, and they limit how high you can swing so that nobody swings any higher than anybody else because that would be a lack of equity. Equity swings, that's right. Everybody swings exactly the same. Somebody, some people don't have as strong a leg, so can't swing as high, and they'll feel bad about themselves if they're not able to swing as high as that kid over there. And that's barely an exaggeration, by the way. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Armstrong and Joe Getty. What a personal privilege. Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The pros and cons of parliamentary systems. I find this an interesting discussion. We don't have one. You look at uh, England or Italy has just formed a new government behind this uh, right-wingy lady, allegedly. Is she a fascist light? It's unbelievable. If you're a right-winger and you have a tie to someone who has a tie to someone to a tie to someone who's, like, out there, all of a sudden you're supposed to own that and explain it. Whereas, you know, you got the unions marching with known communists every May Day. Nobody ever asks them about that. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, in the parliamentary system, the, 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 the party carries certain things they believe in, and then they have a person that represents those things, uh... I'm not familiar with the idea of like we do in the United States where somebody could become the leader of their party and all of a sudden change things a lot for what the party supposedly believes in. This is the party of George W. Bush, of of Ronald Reagan, of of Joe Biden. It's his party. Why? Anyway, uh, you're right. I think that's a, that's a terrible weakness of our current system, and it has a lot to do with the way the, um, the primary system works, obviously. But So here are some of the pros and cons of parliamentary democracies. Uh, first of all, it minimizes political polarization. Um, uh, the, 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 the government can truly be functional if everyone on both ends of the spectrum works together for the betterment of the nation. With a parliamentary democracy, all parties are forced to work together harmoniously and for the majority group to be constantly challenged, not trying to please specific groups to gain support. Right. We didn't even bring up that aspect of it, not only getting away from, uh, personality cults, but so you gotta, if you, so if you got, 
the plurality. You got 40% of the vote in Jack's party. That's still not enough to, to form a government and government. So I got to get along with these two parties over here, the Joe party and the Michael party, bring right. it together so we get to like 55% now. But so I have to give a little bit to make you guys happy, blah, blah, blah. Which tends to moderate things, but we'll get to that in a minute. It allows for a quick and easy passage of legislation. Parliamentary system can make the passage of legislation faster through Mm. the support of a legislative body. I I don't want quick and easy legislation. This is because the executive is elected into office according to the party's manifesto. As a result, the will of the people has more power than any political system. That makes sense. It will require a coalition in order to pass legislation. We talked about that. No single party is usually capable of passing legislation without bringing other people, other parties into the fold, and that's a moderating influence. It's more beneficial to nations with a racially, ethnically, or ideologically diverse population. In uh, in this type of democracy, prime minister does not have as much power or influence as a president, allowing people to elect a party and not a single person to make crucial decisions. Uh, it's easier to create parties. If you don't like the parties that are ruling, do like Macron did in France, start your own. A couple of years later, it wins major elections. Mm. It's a rarity, but it's at least possible. Uh, da, da, da. Subsections of the two major political parties, for instance, the Tea Party movement of the Republican Party, find it challenging to be representative. Represented, rather. In fact, no third party has made any significant impact on a presidential election since 1992, 30 years. Here are some of the cons. So I suppose the, uh, you know, you're about to get to the cons, but I suppose some of the argument would be just the stability of our system has benefits. I mean, we are the most successful country in the history of the earth, so got to take that into account. There's that. Yeah, sure. Uh, Let's see. It does not offer as much representation on a direct level. Uh, individual regions don't receive the same amount of representation. That's because coalitions are formed, making it difficult for politicians to be held responsible for their personal conduct. Hmm. Uh, Okay. Uh, It allows legislation to be passed without minority approval. Uh, The coalition that gets true majority has the power to do what they wish, pass any legislation without consulting or asking for the approval of the minority. There's no uh, overcoming the filibuster in the Senate. Gotcha, but although that kind of happens by having to get together with other parties, right? Yes, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The third uh, thing they point out, it allows the legislature to vote for the head of state or prime minister and not the electorate directly voting for the head of government. I'm not sure that's a con. Right, exactly. I'm not sure it is either. In theory, direct uh, election of the chief executive is a beautiful, wonderful thing, and anybody who's against it is a fascist. In fact, we end up with these dopey cults of personality. Well, when the parties were stronger, which wasn't that many years ago, this whole smoke-filled room thing, the parties picked the person who was going to be the nominee, and then the Mm -hmm. two nominees battled it out. So we basically did that not that long ago. Well, right, in in the situation we're in right now, because in, in kind of a transitional phase, you'd look at the uh, the primary elections, the raw, the people voting elections, and the party fathers and mothers would say, hmm, that's interesting, but that person can never win the general. Right. So we're not going to run them up at the flagpole. Or they might be persuaded. They think, boy, look at this outpouring of support. We thought he was kind of a, a small-time governor, but, man, he's captured people's imagination. But the, the vote, the raw vote was a consultation, not a dictate. Because a political party is a private organization. Never forget that. They can do more or less anything they want. 
The primary system is not enshrined in the Constitution. It's a construct of political parties responding to the will of the people. But, you know, the will of the people isn't always right. Um, and so what was I going to say? Oh, dang it. I had a thought. I had a thought. I'll bet it was brilliant. Oh, it could have been. Anyway, uh, moving along. Uh, number four, con, it's often un- unstable because the uh, the coalition of parties can flake pretty easily. And so it can crumble and then reconvene and whatever. And, and the parties can just come and go as they please, more or less. Right. And that's how, which you, is how you end up with Italy or Israel, who's had a whole bunch of elections in a short period of time. Right, right. Uh, and that's that's the main stuff. OK. I'm willing to give it a whirl. <laughs> we tried for two years to see if we like it. Armstrong and Getty. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 